All right, bless you. Thank you. God bless you. This is Reverend Aaron Williams. Just just um, briefly, just to let you know, I won't be before you long, and, and, and truly I won't. Um, when the Lord gave me this word, I, I, I was tripping this morning, and I didn't understand what it meant. I had never heard the word before, at least not that I can recall. And the word is ardent, ardent, A-R-D-E-N-T. You can write that down, and I'll go back into it real quickly before we get into the word. But as always, let's open up a prayer. God, we do thank you and we bless you for your goodness. God, you've been good to us. And your word says, oh, that men would praise the Lord because of his goodness, because of his mighty acts towards the children of men. God, and we bless you just for being good to us. We pray that the words of our mouths, that the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in your sight. God, that as your word goes forth, we're confident that it will accomplish what you sent it out to do. God, we pray that it would fall on good ground, that it would make bring forth fruit to your glory, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold in the name of Jesus. Yeah, ardent, the word ardent. Now, I was like, what's that? I, 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 we're probably going to get part two of this word um, in a few weeks. You know, we are only here every other week. You know, our next broadcast is November the 15th. You know, but the word ardent means to be enthusiastic or passionate, to be fervent, to be charged, to be fiery, to be hot, to be zealous. And the Lord just encouraged my heart this evening, you know, to let us know that he want, he's going to stir us up and quicken us. I'm looking for a revival. I, I, I don't know why he didn't just say revival. That's, how, that's what I got from it. I don't know what you got from it, but I got revival out of that fiery, hot passion. He wants you to be passionate for the Bible says that effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much, my God, ardent. We have to be ardent about the things of God. We have to be ardent to things we pray about. We're passionate about the things and motivated for the things of God to move forward in the plan of God for our lives. Ardent is the word for the day. Maybe I'll give you a word every day so that we come on, DTW Ministries, come on, you know, as the Lord gives us a word. But I, I had never heard the word. I heard it clearly when I woke up. Ardent. I'm like, what? I grabbed my phone. I think it was about 3.30. I grabbed my phone. I typed it in how I thought it was spelled, the way, you know, I, I looked it up, and it sure enough came up. I was like, oh, wow, it is a word. I put the phone back down, and I forgot, but I knew I put it in my phone, you know. That, that's what a smartphone is for, <laughs> you know, makes you look smart, you know. So I used my smartphone, you know, to, to keep refreshing in my mind. So even when my mind tries to fail me, it's already in there. So, you know, we thank God. We thank God for you. But today, you know, um, I thought as, as we, I set up and I just meditated on the scripture that the Lord had gave me the other day, I knew where we were coming from. But, I, you know, we always looking for a topic, and I didn't have a topic today. And I was sitting up and I was thinking about pronouns, you know, and our pronouns, he, she, him, her, his, you know, they, theirs. So, And the Lord reminded me, don't forget my pronouns. You know, and the Lord's pronouns are this, that, and these. You know, so, so 
we're going to just briefly touch into that, you know, and hopefully, you know, I can bring it um, forth as ardently as he allows me through the spirit of God. So I pray, Lord, that you would, you know, use that word that you gave me to bring forth your word, you know, that it would come across ardently, you know. Um, and, and we want to start with the first scripture, you know, and, I, I'm, and I'm actually working in reverse because I think I should start off with Ezekiel, you know. Um, but Ezekiel, you know, and I think I will. It tells, you know, the story of the Valley of the Dry Bones, you know. Um, you know Ezekiel says that, you know, as he went out, he found himself in a valley that was full of bones. And it says that the Lord caused him to go through the valley. Let me read exactly what it tells you. But the story, it had me tripping the other day. I had read it while I was sitting up in a service. And it says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit. You know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a thing to be led by God for good things. You, you know, when you're led by God, Jesus was led by the spirit of the enemy you know, up to a high pinnacle. But it says, Ezekiel said that the Lord led me to a valley and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley that was full of bones. That, it, it set me as kind of strange that as the man of God, as the spirit of God led him, he took him, he didn't take him to a, a, a place that was blessed. He didn't take him to a place that was prosperous. He didn't take him to a place that was flourishing. He took him to a place that was barren. He took him to a place that was full. Listen, it says in the midst of the valley, now, now, when I think about that, and even thinking about it right now, the valley itself could have been prosperous. The valley itself could have been in good standing, for lack of a better word. The valley itself could have been filled with lilies. But it said, for some reason, as the Spirit of the Lord led him, that this valley was full of bones. Have you ever gone to a place, and as you look at the place, the place looked good. The edifice was good. The people were good. The surroundings was good. But it was full of dead man's body. Have, have you remember the song, Skeletons in Your Closet? I know I do. You know, and, and we all have skeletons in our closet. But even as the Spirit led Ezekiel to this valley, it says he set him down in the midst of the valley. When I, when I think about this, I think about Philadelphia. When I think about this, I think about our inner cities. When I think about this, I think about our poverty. When I think about this, I think about the children of Israel. When I think about this, I think about the nation of African Americans. When I think about this, I think about the mid-passage. When I think about this, valley was full of dry bones. Listen, verse 2 said, and caused me to pass them round about. He didn't just sit me down. He didn't just sit Ezekiel down, but he took him that he could take a good look at it. And that's what a lot of us need. We need time set aside by God where we can really look at what's going on, where we can really see. We, we, they, they're trying to separate by political agendas, by political parties, by, by they've been separating us by finance, by class, by all, by skin color, by all of these things, by where you live, geographics, anything to separate. And it says that, listen, he caused me to pass about, and behold, there were very many in an open valley no place to hide, no place for shelter, where the elements would beat upon and would knock off the skin and would do those things that would be damaging 
to even the health of the bone itself, not to be in or go into medical terms, but it's just that Ezekiel is trying to paint a picture of not just desperation, but destitution. He's trying, he's trying to draw a blight in your mind that there was hopelessness in this valley. And see, this is what the spirit of the enemy, and right now I bind the spirit of hopelessness in the name of Jesus, and I loose the Holy Spirit of God. For the Bible says that he's come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah to the spirit of God. Loose his spirit throughout our cities, throughout this nation, throughout this country, throughout this people that have been set in a valley. Listen, look at where you live. It's a valley. It's open. If we, we say even back in the 80s, it's okay, Corral. It, it's all, all holds barred where we're living. And we looked at it as a good thing because everything goes, lawlessness abound. And that was in the 80s. That, that was in the 80s. We were saying lawlessness abound. Just think as the Bible tells us men wax worse and worse, what state that we're in now. Hallelujah. In an open valley and lo, they were very hopeless. I just want to I just want to substitute. I see that my, my picture keeps jumping on Facebook, but I'm going to keep moving. I ain't going to stop because I know we also have a radio listening audience. So as we look at our blight, as we look at our hopelessness of our cities, it says, and he said, God said to the prophet, son of man, can these bones live, my God? We can sit right there and have you ask yourself this question because a lot, many of us are in hopelessness right now because we don't believe that we can come out of it. We don't believe that there's hope for our young people. We don't believe that there's hope for our city. We don't believe that there's hope for our streets. But I'm going to tell you that we have a very real enemy. We have a common enemy. That enemy is the devil. I got that enemy is the devil and he uses the system that's in place because the world system sits in the lap of Satan. My God, hallelujah. And Satan uses us against each other as his pawns to keep separation in the human family. But Christ came that we might come together. Now, we know that the word says that he's not come to bring unity, but division. He's not come to bring peace, but a sword. Why? Because when you come to God, there's a a definite line between right and righteousness. There's a definite line between good and evil. We're not in the group that calls wrong right and calls right wrong. We're in the group that calls it as it is, as according to the word of God. But God asked Ezekiel, as you look at this valley, as you see the hopelessness in the valley, as you see the lack of life in this valley, as you see the destitution in this valley, as you see that there's not a bone left to bone, as you see that they're not just bones, but they're not, and they're not just dry, but they're very dry, have no shows of life, have no shows of hope, have no shows, hallelujah, of unity. God asked the question, and I'm putting the question, and I told you that the pronoun is this, that, 
and these, and the first one is where I started from the ending of the title, but can these bones live? My God, hallelujah. I might stay right there all day today. Can these bones live? And he answered, Ezekiel, Ezekiel wasn't stupid. Ezekiel was smart. He said, oh, Lord God, you know. In the interpretation, it says, he says, only you know. He left it up to God. He said, I ain't trying to figure this thing out, God. You know if they can live. Only you know if they're able to live. Can these bones live? Ezekiel said, Lord God, only you know. And he said unto me, preach, prophesy to the bones, my God. I tell you right there, I, I can stay right there. Because we're trying to have programs. We're trying to develop all these things, all these all these things that bring people in, all these services, all these revivals. And the word of God says, prophesy to your hopelessness. It was said, prophesy to your plight. Prophesy. Hallelujah. To your destitution. Prophesy to that issue that makes you think life is not possible. Prophesy. And this is what you say. Again, he said, prophesy and say to them, oh, ye dry bones, my God. Hear the word of the Lord. It's time to get out of your word. It's, it's time to get out of my word, and it's time to speak the word of God. It's time to speak the word only, for it's only in the word of God that there's consolation. It's only in the word of God that there's a hiding place. It's only in the word of God that there's help. It's only in the word of God, my God, that there's help. It's not in our programs. It's not in our processes. It's not in our methodology. It's not in our caricatures. It's not in our gifts. It's in the word of God, my God. Can these bones can these bones, because they were particular to the situation. See, we have a particular issue when we look at the murder in our cities. There's a particular thing we have to preach to. We don't, we don't have to preach to the young men. We got to preach to that spirit. We got to preach to them streets. We got to preach the word and say streets of Philadelphia. Live. Let life come alive. Up and down every block. Let life come alive in Chicago. Let life come alive in Detroit. Let life come alive in throughout Michigan. Let life come alive in California. Let life come alive wherever the child of God is. Declare the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord unto these bones, verse 5, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you, shall live, my God, as we're praying for our young men, as we're praying for our young women, as we're praying for our elderly, as we're praying for the move of God, that he would ardently, I'm going to use that word all night, (laughs) as he would ardently bless us, as he would ardently move in our, as he would ardently move in our hearts. Again, ardently is to be enthusiastic or passionately, to be burning, glowing, fervent, charged, fiery, hot, zealous, that God would ardently 
moving the children of God to preach the word. Bible reminds us to preach the word in season and out of season. What you mean? When you feel like it, when you don't feel like it. When they want to hear it, when they don't want to hear it. When it's popular and when it's not popular, preach the word ardently, my God. These, can these, when you look outside your window and you see the news every night, can these, you got to ask yourself, can these bones? God is trying to bring us to a point where we are looking to him. We're not looking to our programs. We're not looking to our edifices. We're, we're not looking to what we can put together to grab and to group people together to attract men. And we're trying to create things that attract young men. And we're changing our music to saying that's what they listen to. We got to get them that way. And the Lord says, can these bones live? Which takes me to my next scripture, Matthew 17. How be it? This kind, my God. I told you, we got we got these pronouns in here today. This, that, and these. We talked about these. Can these bones live? And we're looking at so much destruction. We're looking at so much death. We're looking at so much lawlessness, so much sin, so much nonchalant care for human life. And we recognize that it's a spirit. We recognize that the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. We recognize that the spirit of the enemy moves and motivates those that have not given their lives fully to God. We understand that. But yet Christ himself said, this kind, when we're looking, do you believe we're in this kind? Because of these bones have brought us to this kind. We're not talking about, we're going to get to Joel in a minute, but this kind cometh not out, not by program. Listen, it says in Matthew and Mark, I'm going to read both passages. Matthew 17, 21 says, how be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Mark says, and he said to them, this kind can come forth by nothing. It can't come out by programs. It can't come out because we are well organized. It can't come out because we've done things and crossed every T and dotted every I, that we've done everything administratively, that we've done everything when it comes to building organizations and gathering people together, those things that have been successful in the past. But this kind, this kind can come for buying. Listen. It said nothing means nothing. It says by nothing. We're trying to fight a spiritual battle by natural means. We're trying to fight, fight a spiritual battle with the gifts that God gave. It's, and, and he said that by nothing. He, he didn't even say the anointing would do the job. He, he didn't even say that preaching would do the job. He didn't even say that prayer alone would do the job but by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's a consecration that you and I, as children of God, to rise up to and not to just humble ourselves and pray because we know that the Bible says, you know, that my people which are called by my name would humble themselves. That's the first point of obedience when we're moving to prayer, to humble ourselves and pray. Shake his face. And turn from our wicked ways. Then, my God, for he hear from heaven. Then 
will he forgive our sin. Then will he heal our land. But the Bible says here in Mark and Matthew that it has to be accompanied by prayer and fasting. Is this not the fast that I have chosen, say of God, that a man would afflict his soul? It is time that we afflict our soul, that we consecrate our soul, that we discipline this flesh, not just by prayer, but by turning our plate down. Because I believe we're living in the days of this kind. I believe that we're living in the days, hallelujah, of this kind. And this kind comes by out by nothing but by prayer and fasting. You got to turn that plate down. I got to turn my plate down. We have to turn our plate down, not just individually, but also collectively as we move forward in the things of God. I know you're praying. I know you're in your word. But I want to challenge you tonight to couple it with turning down your plate. You might do an intermittent fast. You might only fast half a day until your last meal. But then when your last meal comes, you eat like you missed all the other two meals. No, what I'm asking that you do and a challenge for you what you to do while you're fasting is only eat one serving of whatever you're eating and drink a lot of water that day. Drink a lot of water the next day and do it until you can't do it or do it until the Lord tells you to stop to eat one meal a day. I'm, I'm going to answer the challenge myself. One meal a day, water all day, one meal at the end of the day. No snacks. If you want to eat something, eat a vegetable, eat some fruit. No candy, no chocolate, no cake, no cookies. One meal a day. How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Again, Mark 9, 29, and he said to them, this kind can come forth by nothing, my God. Don't that motivate you? Don't that challenge you? All the efforts that we've been doing, all the times we've been spinning our wheels with the instruction on how to get it done is right here in the word of God, by prayer. And fasting. Then the last scripture I told you, I'm not going to be before you long. Our last pronoun is that. So we have, we've covered these, this, and that. And in Acts 2, 16, it says, but this is that. Hallelujah. I like that. I just like the way, the language of the Bible. But, and this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And we know that in Joel, it was during the pre-exile period, you know, when they were exiled. And this in Joel's theme is that salvation is coming. God is coming. God is our deliverer. God is our God. Yahweh is our God. But we will only see that salvation. We will only see that deliverance. We will only see the move of God when we, Joel is talking to Jerusalem. He's talking to the Jews. He's talking to Israel. When do we return to God? I want to tell you, child of God. I want to tell you, church goer. I want to tell you, men and children of God, that consider yourselves the true children of God. We won't see the deliverance through revolution. We won't see the deliverance 
through political agendas and political arenas. We won't see it through laws being passed and bylaws. We won't see it by marching on Capitol Hill. We'll see it when we turn down our plates and turn our faces back to the God of our salvation. My God, that's what Joel tried to tell him. He said, listen, it's time out for oblations. It's time out for services. It's time out for offerings and sacrifices and bulls and rams and bullocks and turtle doves and all these things that we were doing to sacrifice. Tearing our clothes, rending our clothes, as shall show open shows of our surrender to God. And he said, God would rather that you rend your heart and not your garment. Tear your heart, because the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? But the Bible says, I, the Lord, try the heart, and I hold the reins. When I see that, when I see that word in the Bible, it makes me think that my heart is a wild stallion running to my own beat, running to my own will, running to my own destruction. But the Lord holds the reins of my heart because I understand this kind cometh not forth. I understand when I look at the word of God that this word is that which was prophesied this. Is what God's been talking to me about. Aaron, it's your heart. I want your heart. Yeah, you serving me is great. But remember, we talked about those that went, but they just went in the wrong gate. We have millions, hundreds of thousands of people, possibly even millions, that are speaking the word, that are preaching, but they haven't given their God the heart. They haven't given God their heart. And they're following after him through service. They're following after him through religion. They're following after him. But their heart is in the wide gate. And I'm already bringing it into a close. In Acts 2, 16 and 17, 17 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. A lot of you have been having those dreams. A lot of you have been seeing those visions because the Lord is speaking to you, speaking to you about the blight, speaking to you about those dead bones, about those dry bones, speaking to you about the corruption, speaking to you about all the things but the enemy also knows that and tries to motivate you to be discontent, to be disheartened, to be disillusioned, to give up and do nothing. But my challenge to you tonight is to pray and fast. Pray and fast to surrender your all to the God of your salvation. When we do that, I believe that God will ardently revive the church. It's an old song, country western, mostly sang by people who hate people that look like me. But it says, let's go out in a blaze of glory. Let's go out like we came in, in a blaze of glory. God wants to revive us. I know people that 
are in a constant revival because of their relationship and dedication and commitment to God. But God wants that to spread from heart to heart. Breast to breast, Reverend A. Cox, God bless you. He wants it to spread collectively. He wants it to spread corporately that we, the church of Jesus Christ, would serve him fervently, that we would serve him passionately, that we would serve him fiery, that we would serve him, here's the word again, ardently. Hallelujah. Maybe you don't know the Lord in the pardon of your sin. You, you, you haven't given your life to Christ. Or maybe you said, I, I, I go to church, but what you're saying really pricks my heart and convicts me. If you find that the word challenges you, I want to challenge you to repent to God. You know, I'm going to say a prayer that you can, you know, learn and say it, you know, because we often, the Bible says that he that says he has no sin is a liar. He that says he has no sin makes God a liar. We have sin in our members, but if you're living in sin, now you have an advocate. I want you to come out of that thing and begin to surrender your life to God through prayer, through reading and meditating on this book, the Bible, finding yourself a church home. I'm going to have a list by possibly by the end of this year, maybe even the next broadcast of all the churches in some of the areas I know. You know, I know we have deliverance evangelistic churches all across the East Coast, up and down the East Coast, Philadelphia, Georgia, North Carolina. I believe there's some further in the Midwest and possibly even in California. I know some in India, you know, and I know we have an international broadcast and connection on our blog talk um, radio broadcast that goes across the air. And this is the 1,722nd episode of Purpose Kingdom uh, by way of blog talk radio for those who are listening by way of radio. You know, and we thank God for you that continue to tune in with us, you know, and pray for us, you know, pray for us. And, and, and I tell people because I don't consider myself a preacher like like I hear it in my ear, <laughs> you know, I, I, like I hear people preach. But to me, it's more important to get what's in me out. I don't really care how it comes. Sometimes I want to be able to, you know, preach the way I hear other preachers preach. But, you know, to God be all the glory because it's not about me. It's about God. You know, so we're going to say a prayer for those who felt that conviction, felt that prick in their heart to repent and to give their lives to Christ. You know, and then we're going to pray for you. Um, and then we're going to bring on our um, online engineer, you know, pastor, you know, and behind-the-scenes um, scene leader and manager. Um, and they're going to come with some announcements and some instructions for you. And then we're going to come back with final words and the benediction. Repeat after me. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, 
by your spirit come into my heart and be Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. If you said what you meant and meant what you said, God has done exactly what you've asked him to do. Yo, I'm going to pray that you would find a church home, Bible preaching, Bible teaching, place where you can fellowship, where you can learn and grow and be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. God, we do thank you and we bless you for the word that's going forth again. God, thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. God, that you said neither that an infidel or wayfaring man need error. God, but we thank you that is going forth with simplicity that may fall on good ground with understanding and bring forth fruit to your glory. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. God, we bind the spirit that will try to motivate this child of God to be disillusioned, to be disheartened, to be discouraged. God, and we pray that your encouragement, that your spirit, God, would encourage their hearts. God, that by your spirit, God, that that sincere milk of the word would be their desire, that they may grow in you. And as they grow in you, let them grow in grace and favor with you and man. God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to bring on, hallelujah, our engineer, our pastor, our friend is either going to be, you know, Brother Rob, it's going to be Pastor Toy, but they're going to come on and they're going to give you some announcements, you know, some instructions on how you can correspond, and then I'll come back with the final words and the benediction. God bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank God, we bless God, and we praise God for the word of God coming from the man of God, Reverend Aaron Williams and DTW Ministries, with this, that, and these, oh my, I can only say what a confirmation for me on some things. So I just thank and bless God for that word that came forth this evening. We thank and bless God by faith for that soul out there who we believe gave their life to Christ this evening. We thank and bless God for that soul out there that we believe dry bones have come back to life and they have returned back into right relationship with Jesus this evening. Now, as the man of God said, we encourage you to find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But until then, bless God, that's why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening, tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. with uh, Reverend Maureen Lee, tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose kingdom you can uh in her ministry i'm sorry in her ministry is the daughters of ruth you can follow us on uh any of our social media pages we are on facebook as well as on linkedin at purpose kingdom we are on instagram and twitter at purpose underscore kingdom also please feel free to email any comments questions suggestions or concerns to us directly at purpose kingdom net at gmail.com we would love to hear from you to pray with you and to pray for you again 
Reverend Aaron, awesome word. Thank you for allowing the Holy Ghost to use you and to move through you, and the ministry is back in your hands. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Joy. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys again, you know, that always are there to support each ministry for Purpose Kingdom, you know, with your um, knowledge, skill, prayers, and then you're just being there. You know, it takes a lot, you know, um, even sometimes being here, and I'm only here every other week, you know, sometimes I got to fight to do that. So you guys that are there every evening, you know, whenever a broadcast comes, I really appreciate that. You know, um, I know, and even as Pastor talked about Ezekiel, we talked about that, you know, um, that, and that's what it struck me so, um, I would say, different when the Lord just showed me that, that this, that, and these can these bones live because it goes down further and says that this army, these bones, this, this represents the whole house of Israel. My God. I, 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 when, I don't know why I always think about my people, you know, when I hear things like that in the Bible, when I think about, you know, um, Africa, when I think about Israel, when I think about Jews, Gentiles, when I think about African Americans, when I think about Native Americans, when I think of them because I have all of that in my family, when I think about where we are as people in general, you know, I always look to the Lord, God, you got to do something, God, you got to move. And when I see things like that, I know that none of the Bible was written directly to me, but as I glean from it, I can't help but imagine if we, my God, if it, it, it God, if it has to be me, if I'm the one that it starts with, God, if it's my sister, if it's my daughter, God, if it's my wife, whoever it is, but start it with somebody. Start this revival. Start this ardent. I love this word already. <laughs> start this ardent move, God, throughout and through in us. God, and I'm excited because I understand and I'm beginning to understand body ministry because we're connected. So the excitement that I have is contagious for those who keep plugged in. It's not just there because I'm making it up. It's there because we have access to this. We, we have access to this joy. We, we have access to this power. We have access to this deliverer. We have access to this God. My God, that by itself gets me excited. And, and, and you don't know half of my story, but when I think about who God is and who he's calling us to be, who he's calling you to be, who he's calling me to be. I want to challenge your psyche. How much of God do you want? Listen, we were already in this kind. Come if not forth, but by prayer and fasting. Are you the ones that will seek after him? Our pastor used to say all the time, deep call of unto the deep. I got upset, and somebody told me that before. You're just trying to be deep. But the Lord set me down one time when I was because I was really upset. Now, I, I, I thought I was dealing with pride and all kinds of stuff, but he gave me that scripture. Some people aren't going deep. Some people aren't moving deep. Some people aren't launching to the deep. 
because I'm not called enough. But if you're hearing this word and there's a void in you, you feel that longing, that's the call for you. And the thing that's so amazing about God, if you recognize you don't have it, you can ask him for it and he'll give it to you. If, if you say, well, God, I want that kind of desire, and you seek him for it, he'll give you that kind of desire. That when you wake up, you're ready. When you wake up, you're ready to roll over and pray. Before you sign, you're finished doing something you're doing. You, you, want, you just got 10 minutes, and you want that 10 minutes in his presence. You, you want that 10 minutes doing something that you're talking and communicating with him. You want that five minutes to be spent with him. God, I only got five minutes. I got to get in here. As we move forward in the things of God, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Bless you, Pastor. How you doing, Trish? This was that spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, and son of man, can these bones live? My God, hallelujah. There's hope tonight. There's hope in the midst of everything that you see, all the destitution, all the destruction. There's still hope. And Ezekiel explained it, and I'm closing already. And Ezekiel, he said, listen, he took him out. And they were not just bones, but they were very dry. They had no show of life. But Ezekiel had enough sense to say, you know, God. I I don't know, but you know. And he said, listen, don't get a program. Don't put together some party, but prophesy to your situation. Prophesy to what looks dead. Prophesy to what looks lifeless and destitute. Prophesy to what looks hopeless. And say, hear the word of the Lord. My God, that's that's exciting stuff right there. God, we do thank you and we bless you. We thank you for your word. God, we pray in Jesus' name, even as the broadcast comes to an end, that you would bless the hearer of your word, God. Give them ears to hear in Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen. And we'll see you in church. God bless you. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me. 